Coming up today on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Highly sensitive people perceive the slightest sensory or emotional provocation. They'll ruminate on something or they'll have drama. Sometimes they'll have unbridled enthusiasm. Their personalities can really run the gamut from moody to dramatic. All of this is relating to their unique biology. The Dr. Linda Mental Show is next. everyone and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mental, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend we are here doing life together and we're so glad that you've joined us. Dr. Linda, let me just start off by saying I have a question for you and don't take this personally. Okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you cried during a movie? Oh, that's okay. I don't take that personally. Okay. Um, let me think. I think it was Toy Story 3. Mm, okay. I was on an airplane when I saw it, and I was crying on the well. plane. I felt kind of bad. And so the tears began when Andy leaves the toys for college, mm -hmm. and then we see all the toys holding hands, and when they're about to be incinerated, <laughs> yes. that was it. I, I, that was right. where I really lost right. it. Or how about when Mufasa dies in Lion King, mm -hmm. and his young cub son tells his dad he can't die? I mean, that's just a... Oh, get her. And then here's the one that I really had a hard time with. I remember this is not a kid's movie. I cried during the capture of the horse in War Horse. When you see animals, helpless animals being captured and in wire, I, I started to cry. And then another movie that really affected me was Lone Survivor. That one really got me. And then there's like Braveheart and The Patriot and especially The Passion. That one always leads me to tears. The incineration scene in Toy Story 3 was brutal. Wasn't that awful? I mean, there was so much humanity there just, you know, in this animated movie. It's amazing. I know. And I was literally crying, like weeping on yeah. the plane. I don't know what the person <laughs> next to me thought. <laughs> Probably thought something terrible had happened right. in my life. You know? Well, as it turns out, you're not alone because we've asked several of our listeners to tell us if they cry at movies. And I uh, hear some of what they said. Capri says, lots of movies make me cry, but mostly when they have to do with families reuniting or coming to terms with a difficult situation after being in a long crisis. Les Miserables, uh, Saving Mr. Banks come to mind. But when I was a kid, I remember crying my eyes out watching The Fox and the Hound. Hmm. Charlie says, and by the way, Chris, I like that men are admitting to crying during movies, too. So mm -hmm. it's not just women. Right. Uh, he says for him personally, The Patriot, so I can totally relate to that. When his daughter runs to him and speaks again for the first time and right. says, Papa, uh, Papa, mm. intense scene. Well, Charlene says uh, a movie from the 1970s uh, is called Something for Joey. It's a sports-themed movie based on a true story. And so many people are moved by uh, stories like this of triumph. Yeah, one of my all-time favorite movies, I think this is one of my number one favorites, is based on a true story. It's called Remember the Titans. Right, right. And if you cry during movies... We're talking a lot about movies and how they bring us to tears. You could be a highly sensitive person. Now, not all people who cry during movies are highly sensitive, but this could be one of the signs. Mm, that's true. And being a highly sensitive person, though, is it does go a little further than whether or not you cry at a movie. 
That's right. So we're going to have you ask yourself a few questions if you're trying to determine if that's you. Are you tired of being easily overwhelmed by things that nobody else ever notices? That could be a sign of being highly sensitive. Do you feel blindsided by the intensity of your own emotions? And are you often told you are taking things too personally? I am not taking things too personally. <laughs> Who said that? Our <laughs> listeners are asking themselves those questions, ah, Chris, I see. Okay. <laughs> to help them decide if they maybe they fall ah, into this category. Got it. Got it. Well, if that is you, uh, you could be a highly sensitive person. And we're going to talk about what it means then and offer some tips on how to handle that sensitivity and how you can deal with someone who is highly sensitive in your own relationships. I think we all have people in our lives that may fall into this category. I mean, we might be one, but we might know somebody who's highly sensitive and you always feel like you have to walk on eggshells when you're around them. Well, what does it mean then to be highly sensitive in a relationship? Is it good or bad? I guess is the question. And how do we handle a highly sensitive person? Uh, We'll get to that in a bit. But before we do, uh, Dr. Linda, what are we talking about when we say someone is, in fact, highly sensitive? So some of you parents who are listening know that term from intimacy. Uh, We can sometimes tell if a child is highly sensitive when they're very, very young. About 10 to 20 percent of infants begin life with a tightly tuned nervous system that makes them easily aroused, jumpy, and distressed in response to any type of novel stimuli. And this touchy nervous system leads them sometimes to have a touchy temperament. So think of a highly sensitive person like the princess in the fairy tale who senses the pee below her tower of mattresses. Uh, Highly sensitive people perceive the slightest sensory or emotional provocation. Then they respond with a flurry of brain activity that gets a big reaction. A lot of times they'll ruminate on something or they'll tear up or they'll have drama. Sometimes they'll have unbridled enthusiasm for another person. Their personalities can really run the gamut from moody to dramatic. All of this is relating to their unique biology. So I like how psychiatrist Judith Orloff says, she says it like this, highly sensitive people are defined by their internal experience. It's like feeling something with 50 fingers as opposed to 10. And you have more receptors in your brain to perceive things. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting, Dr. Linda. I didn't realize hypersensitive people have 50 fingers. Maybe they just (laughs) feel like they do anyway. That's right. Feel like they do. Right. Is there a good versus bad type of this sensitivity? Yeah, there is. Good sensitivity is usually tied to being empathetic. So you see hurting people around you who could use encouragement or help. Uh, For the sensitive person, they may be intuitive about that. And they sometimes want to carry the burdens for other people and help them out a little bit. That's always good. But at the same time, Chris, you can become too easily hurt or too quickly saddened. And that sometimes makes it tough. And you can get on this road then that leads to resentment or bitterness. So you have to be careful with this. Would you say that, uh, that many highly sensitive people are creative types? And here's the example. Vincent van Gogh was believed to be highly sensitive. There's a 2003 study reported in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology that found that the brains of creative people appear to be far more open to incoming stimuli than all of those of non-creative people. Creative people channel beauty from the world into art and music, and they notice things that other people miss. I noticed that when we were talking about movies, a lot of the sensitivity has to do with animals and how they were handled. Right? Right. That is something that really gets to me. And uh, sensitive people don't like to see animals mistreated because of their helplessness. 
I think that's a good indication of sensitivity. Remember, we're saying that sensitivity can be good. It isn't always a, a bad thing. Uh, but that's why when you see a child or an adult being cruel to animals, we pay attention to that because we know that that's a serious sign of disturbance in some people. I know I have to be careful sometimes with the way I joke because I can. Really? I can. <laughs> I can offend. Really? <laughs> yeah, you think I can offend a highly sensitive person? But what's bizarre, Doctor Linda, is I feel like I fit into the highly sensitive category. So unpack that one. You do do a lot of joking, and I don't ever take it as offensive when you're doing it. I think it's kind of fun, but then I'm not maybe overly sensitive to things. So you feel like you do that, but then you are also a highly sensitive person. So it's kind of a defensive thing, or what do you think that is? I don't know. I just I like to give people a hard time and be sort of you know jokey, jokey, and all that type of thing. But and and I can take a joke as well. But when it comes to some of these things we've been talking about with highly sensitive, perceptive type things, I feel like I fit yeah. into that category. Yeah. So that's an interesting kind of complexity to all of this. Again, remember, we're not saying that this is a bad thing. We're just saying that in your relationships, as you're dealing with other people, sometimes you need to be aware that someone might be more sensitive than you think they are and respond accordingly. Well, today on the program, we're talking about highly sensitive people. And after the break, we're actually going to refer to them as HSPs and dive uh, more into this topic more after the break. What do Thomas Jefferson, Agatha Christie, Pope John Paul II, and Princess Diana have in common? Well, these notable individuals and many others, past and present, share the habit of journaling. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda, the Relationship Doctor, and I've got some tips for you on the value of journaling. Whether you're just writing down a few thoughts or pouring out your heart on paper, journaling has some real benefits, like getting a handle on your emotions or a better understanding of other people or even organizing your priorities. Sometimes reading your older journal notes will help you appreciate the sweet little details of life you enjoyed but maybe have forgotten. One of the best benefits of journaling comes when you look back and you see how the Lord has been there in all your circumstances, directing your steps and taking care of the things that matter to you. If you've not considered journaling before, give it a try and see which of those benefits journaling might bring your way. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and today we are talking about highly sensitive people, and we'll get into that more in just a moment. But before we move on, I want to remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. There you will find her blogs, books, and you can connect on social media. And remember, listen to today's program anytime on iTunes, and you can share it there with a friend. And Dr. Linda, before the break, we were getting into some of the nuances of highly sensitive people. When it comes to this topic, there are positives. There are. So again, we're not we're not trying to say that this is a bad thing to be highly sensitive. Um, you just have to know people. You have to know the people that are your friends and the people in your family and in your relationships. And maybe there are certain people that have more sensitivity to things than others. But here's a good thing. When somebody is highly sensitive, if you give them a compliment, Chris, and you give them some type of a kind, you know, exchange that you say something very kind. If they are a highly sensitive person, that can just send their mood soaring and they can just get so up from seeing that. So, you know, while the sight of a dad playing adoringly with his child can bring on tears, you can say something and there can just be this warm rush of feeling. And it really doesn't take much to really help the mood of somebody that is sensitive to that. So on the positive side, compliments, kindness really do affect someone who's highly sensitive. You mentioned dads playing with their kids. So let me go down that road for just a second. I've seen dads with their kids 
when the kid, you know, gets hurt or gets their feeling hurts, the dad will say, ah, you know, toughen up. Is that a good idea? I think you really have to know your child. If that's a highly sensitive child, you know, that could really affect the child in in sort of a negative way because, you know, it's almost like saying the way you're behaving right now, the way you're responding right now isn't right and you need to toughen up and do something different. You know, for some kids, it's just part of their personality and it will, you know, it'll carry into their job life. It'll carry into their social life, their intimate relationships. And if they're very sensitive and you don't help them with that when they're growing up, it can be really hard for them when they meet some type of rejection or criticism, which they will in their life, right? Mm. But if they approach that and they get really negative and they get really down and they don't know how to help that, that can be a problem. So how you handle your sensitivity is going to be very important. And when somebody is sensitive, like that child and that dad saying that to the child, you don't want to shame that child or you don't want to make that child feel bad for feeling intensely about something. You have to understand who they are and then help them so that when there is a real criticism of them, so I wouldn't call that a real criticism. I think mm. that's more of a shaming thing that you mentioned. Right. But when there is a real criticism, you help them handle that. You know, I think a common assumption is that women are the highly sensitive ones and men aren't. Is there any truth to that? You know, actually, no, um, there really isn't. When I looked at the research on this, there have been a number of studies done, and we know that males and females are born highly sensitive in equal numbers. So some men do try to hide it because of something like you just said. Sometimes there there isn't a lot of social acceptance for being a sensitive man. But I think that's changing in our culture. I think more men are seen as being okay when they show their sensitivity. And sometimes they have a hard time in a culture where people are saying, you know, toughen up, shape up, don't feel, don't do that. But I think we're making some headway in that. That's why men choke back the tears at these movies we were talking about. Yeah. And I think it's great when you're in a movie and we're all crying. You know, everybody's right. crying and everybody's <laughs> feeling, you know, that this is really a moving scene and you're having some empathy from that. Well, here's another comment from one of our listeners. Joyce says, I am an extrovert, but I have more sensitivity than people think. My feelings are easily hurt. And to some degree, I sort of uh, know what Joyce is talking about and feel the same way. That is an interesting thing, isn't it? I'm an extrovert. I hear a lot of things, and sometimes I do get hurt by the things that I hear. And you wouldn't think that because I'm so extroverted with that. And sometimes we think, oh, the introverts, it's the people who mm -hmm. don't say anything, who sit back, who, you know, they want to avoid social situations so they don't have to deal with, you know, the things that are being said. But it really can go both ways. People that are highly sensitive don't always say. You know, if they're an extrovert, they don't always tell people. And when you're an introvert, sometimes dealing with those rejections or those criticisms takes a whole lot of act interaction, and that really can deplete the introvert. You know, they'd rather just avoid the situation than try to deal with that. But what we're talking about is that there are a lot of things in the environment when you're highly sensitive that you react to, and we all need time to sort it out, to figure out how we're processing our feelings. Should we respond to that one way or should we let that thing go and not try to take it personally? Here's the thing, about one in five uh, highly sensitive people like Joyce is talking about are actually extroverts. So she's not alone in that group. You know, a lot of people that are that seek a lot of attention from other people, maybe they're really chatty in their interactions, but they have feelings too and they're processing things 
that are being said, even if they don't tell you about that. One person agrees with you and says, I would say that I'm highly sensitive, but I like being around people. When people are positive, it inspires me to be more outgoing and it energizes me. But negative interactions send me spiraling and I have to watch that. People really affect my mood. That's a much better way to, to talk about it. So being an introvert, extrovert doesn't always tell us if somebody's highly sensitive. You are the uh, relationship doctor, so I have to ask you this question, Dr. Linda. How does this impact relationships? I'm thinking of the parent with a highly sensitive child or a spouse or even a friend. You have to recognize that even uh, one negative comment or one insensitive comment that you make can really throw a person, and it can feel like a major rejection or criticism for that person. I was watching The Amazing Race the other night. And one of the couples had a wife that you and I would probably say was actually nagging the husband. I mean, mm -hmm. if Norm was watching that, he would have said, oh, my gosh, <laughs> that woman is just, you know, going after her husband. But the husband, it was so amazing. He just blew it off. He kept focusing on solutions. And you could tell he wasn't highly sensitive at all about that. He just let whatever she said just fly off his back. Contrast that with a comedian who said this. A thousand people stopped by and say they enjoyed my show. But one person says something negative, and I take it so personally. It's led to some fights and has almost come to blows. And I've seen this in the radio industry before. The entire listening audience can be perfectly happy with what you're doing, but you get one phone call or one text or an email from, mm -hmm. from one listener who's not happy, and it throws the whole place off. So that's the challenge, right? Because I think a lot of us do that. And you we have do, to right? recognize, yeah, you have to recognize that you're just a highly sensitive person, but not let it disrupt your life or derail your relationships. And that's one of the times when you have to say to yourself, okay, it was one person out of thousands. I cannot focus on just that one person. I have to look at the overall mm. picture. And that's an intentional strategy that you have to do. So what are some suggestions then for the HSP, the highly sensitive person, in terms of themselves and relationships? I think, number one, you have to recognize the need to dial down maybe your emotional reactions that are extreme. So, you know, when somebody says something to you in a relationship and it's really something that most of us can handle and you're really responding intensely, you have to take that raw perception that you're having of that and say, you know, is this appropriate for this situation and do I need to temper or tamper down my my response a little bit? So that would be number one, to kind of kind of talk yourself into being calm. You know, sensitive people aren't going to be doomed to spending their life reeling from rejection. That's not what we're talking about. It's really possible to rein in your own response before it spirals downward. So ask yourself, you know, a question like, is this about me? Or what is the intent of the other person? Am I reacting because this brings out fear in me? And, you know, just try to get at sort of the root of why you're responding the way you are and then practice controlling your reactions. Well, that's just one suggestion, Dr. Linda, but we have lots more to get to. And we'll do that after this last break here on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Some days I simply have to fight discouragement. When those days come, I like to read the Psalms and meditate on the cure for my discouragement. Take Psalm 103, for example. David, feeling discouraged, talks to himself in a way that uplifts his soul. He tells his soul to bless the Lord and to remember the benefits of serving God. 
David wrote this psalm to encourage himself in the Lord, something I know I need to do regularly. Instead of focusing on all of his problems, David decided to engage his will and rehearsed the goodness of God. He begins the psalm by blessing the Lord. Then he speaks to his soul and reminds himself of all that God does for those who are faithful to him. So when you feel discouraged, do what David did and encourage yourself in the Lord. It will transform that discouragement to praise and gratitude. Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. This is the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and today's topic is talking about highly sensitive people. And before the break, we had some tips and suggestions on uh, how to help highly sensitive people in terms of themselves and their relationships. And the, the first one we gave was talk yourself into being calm. And uh, Dr. Linda, the next one is designate downtime. Just maybe get away from some people. That's really good. And again, it doesn't matter if you're an extrovert or an in, introvert when it comes to sensitivity. You know, your brain is working overtime, processing all the input and soaking up other people's moods. So it really needs a chance to recover. So limit the stimulation when you can. You know, maybe turn off the radio while you're driving. Maybe use a sleep mask and earplugs at night. Um, prayer and meditating on God's Word can really help you with toning down, you know, the physical reactions in your body, the stress that you're feeling. If you're really feeling uptight about something that was said, just begin to pray, meditate, give it to the Lord. You know, he tells us, Chris, that we can cast our burdens on him, and he is always our helper. You can do a quick three-minute meditation during the day if you're really struggling with this. Just sit quietly where you are, put your hand over your heart, deepen your breathing, that really helps, and then focus on something really beautiful or remind yourself that you're a child of God and the way that you have been made is fearfully and wonderfully. And so being sensitive is not a problem. It's just that we're having to learn to regulate that sensitivity during our day. You know, there are people who can really, or things that can just drain the energy out of your person. Uh, what about changing interactions with people? Yeah, so when you really feel like you're starting to rev up because of the way somebody is talking, and we saw a lot of that during the presidential political races, I just felt drained from it. And I'm not, mm. I don't think a really highly sensitive person. I'm very sensitive, but after a while it gets to you. So I would just say kindly but firmly cut off if it's an energy drainer for you. Tell your friend uh, maybe midway through the umpteenth time that she's ranting about her job. Say it very matter-of-factly. You know, I see you're going through something, but when you want to get into the solutions, I'm here for you. But right now, this is really hard for me to listen to. I, I do want to hear you. I do care about you as a friend, but maybe we need to change the subject a little bit and talk about something that we could do that's positive that we could move it forward. Now, do you think that would work? If your tone of voice was like that? I think tone of voice is very important. That can change mm -hmm. the way something is, is taken at the drop of a hat. Yeah. You have a tip here that says arm yourself. That doesn't mean with a gun, but it does mean... <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> what no, does that no, mean? We're no, not, we're not advocating that. <laughs> you know, sometimes you're going to be forced into a situation that just sucks you dry. 
I've been in conferences where I had to go and it just, I feel like, oh, can I just get through this? Or a business lunch with somebody who's just insufferable, you know, something like that. Mm. And part of the thing is you do have to sort of protect yourself. That's what I mean by arm yourself, protect yourself. Here's one that I one time read and I thought, well, this is interesting. I'm going to try this. When I'm with somebody who's kind of insufferable, the suggestion was visualize a shield around your body, keeping negative input out. And I thought, okay, but then I thought about that scripture that says, thou, O Lord, are a shield around me. And I thought, okay, I can imagine the Lord is shielding me. He's shielding me from all things and uh, helps me in this situation. So, you know, I kind of like that because I could put a little spiritual twist on that. What do you mean when you say to rewrite history? That means to really think back to the decisions that you've made that you've regretted and the things that you really dislike about yourself. And if you think back on those things, often you might have to think, hmm, maybe I was too sensitive in that moment. Maybe I took that too personally. Maybe I reacted too quickly and I didn't do that time out or I didn't do that calming down that I needed to do. I think those things can really help you. Mm, those are good tips for, uh, for the highly sensitive person to understand and uh, to use their sensitivity positively. But how do we respond to someone who is highly sensitive uh, that's another thing. What are what are some tips for that? You know, the the highly sensitive person might be sick of hearing, you really shouldn't let that get to you. Mm. <laughs> I don't think that helps right. from very well-meaning friends. Whatever they experienced it, they experienced it as a put down or some kind of negative thing. And some suggest in their mind, they think something you said means that they did something wrong. So I would say something much more reassuring. And I would say something like, you know, whatever is causing you stress, whatever is that, you know, that... I understand. I'm listening. I'm here. Sounds tough for you. I wouldn't try to talk them out of their feeling. What about making uh, the right assumption about your partner and you can modify your view of them? Yeah. So one of the things is not to assume that your partner is trying to do things to hurt you. Uh, rather assume the positive. And then, you know, when there is something said, you could say something like, I'm sure you didn't mean it, but this is what I was wondering about or this is how I took it. Mm -hmm. So checking is a really good thing good friend of mine says in his marriage, he just needs a space every now and then. I need my space. Oh. Yeah. So uh, respect their space. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that they don't want to be with you. It mm -hmm. just means that some people need some recharging time and that they're around people a lot. So they just really need to have a time to pull back and replenish. And um, that's okay. We need to let people be okay with that. Mm -hmm. As we get to the end of the show here, Dr. Linda, what would you say to the highly sensitive person uh, as we wrap up? Well, because highly sensitive people spend more of their time than others reflecting on the big questions of life and noticing things that maybe other people don't know, and they, they're making connections between sometimes things that are unrelated, maybe rightly or wrongly, you know, we want to look at you and say, yes, maybe you're a wise and an insightful person. So think of it in the positive side of what you're dealing with. And sometimes that highly sensitive person can feel very responsible for making a lot of things right in the world or making a difference in the world that's very important. People are usually drawn to your insight and your compassion. Just embrace it. If you're made that way, if you're fearfully and wonderfully made as a highly sensitive person, embrace it as a part of the way you are. Learn to regulate it, learn to deal with it, learn to use it in a positive way we've been talking about, and be thankful that we have people like this in our lives. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Many thanks to our producer, Norm Mintel, and thanks, of course, to my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes this show a conversation. 
from all of us here at Faith Radio. We'll talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're here, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.